0: What's going on, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have a very, very special guest, my husband, my baby daddy, Mark J. Novak. Welcome.
1: Wow. That's a really nice tone you're using when you're talking to me. Usually it's... Get over here. Do the podcast. Shut up. (laughs) Now talk. No, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like the sound of your voice.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's this how it is, goes. So This is nice. This is nice and peaceful. Wow, for the thirty oh. minutes that we're on here, and then oh,
1: and there's no screaming in the background. Yeah, because both kids are napping at the same time.
0: Never happens. Our three-year-old barely takes naps anymore unless yep. I physically lay with him, and we got our three-year-old and our almost one-year-old to nap at the same time. If you're a parent, you know how big of a win that is. So and Jake is napping. And Jake is napping. And Jake could is our have dog been
1: napping right now, but I'm here. With all of you.
0: You're here with the ladies and yes. the fellas.
1: Sup, ladies? Sup, fella?
0: Fella, <laughs> just you. Just me. <laughs> You're listening. So, Mark is the owner of the Strong Dad Club. He does many things in his I life. I own it. He owns it. He runs it. He's the CEO, COO, yep. CPO, CDO, yep. CFO, all C3PO. All C3PO. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Strong Dad Club before we get into today's subject?
1: What do you want to know about it?
0: what do you do what is it what does
1: it sound like it's a club for strong dads
0: what is the club though
1: so like the the coaching aspect of the strong dad club the strong dad club is it could really be a club for anyone who envisions themselves as a strong dad so that's why i have the strong dad club apparel t-shirts hoodies sarongs thongs all (laughs) kinds of different stuff whatever you want chi chi bongs (laughs) whatever you need we got it all Um, But then there's also the coaching aspect. I've been coaching in person and online for over 11, 12 years at this point. So the Strong Dad Club is a coaching program for dads who want to lose 10 pounds and get strong in eight weeks. And you can continue on coaching after that. But the Strong Dad Project within the Strong Dad Club is all about getting dads strong, teaching them how to build sustainable habits with their nutrition and their fitness, um, and their lifestyle in order to just constantly make progress in those realms so uh, if you were a dad who is listening to this hit me up and I would be more than willing to to see if you'd be a good fit for the strong dad project within the strong dad club so there's <laughs> imagine a donut people the outside is the strong dad club the circle in the middle I stick my finger. <laughs> <And laughs> okay. That, and that is where the Strong Dad Project is. Just envision that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure lots of men want to sign up after listening to that <laughs> analogy. They're like running to the computer to DM you. Um, or yeah. they're also
1: like staring at a donut being like...
0: Yeah, because that makes no sense because the part in the middle is empty. There's nothing good in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not appealing at all. The right, center of right. the donut. But
1: imagine I've poured custard in there. Okay, please... <laughs>
0: Okay. If you can't tell, this is going to take lots of weird twists and turns throughout yeah, this yeah. episode. Um, but yeah. I and that's that.
1: my elevator pitch.
0: <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah. I'm sure. And the doors just so open to the
1: elevator, and everyone sprinted <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> like, please get me out of here! This is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's uh, what Mark does. If you or your partner are interested in coaching with Mark, hit him up at the Strong Dad Club on Instagram.
1: Find me in the center of that donut, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Covered in custard.
0: Anyways, yeah. And so I kind of took a page out of Mark's book. Yeah, what are
1: you up to these days? What's cracking with you? What's new with you?
0: What's new with me? I am exiting my maternity leave that I never really took in the first place. And Mm. so it's kind
1: of like you're there's a donut. Mm. and you're in the center of it uh, coming out <laughs> you're in a, there's an egg in the center of a donut and you're cracking out of it
0: okay you have to understand that our kids are only asleep for a finite number of minutes right so i need to as many state. analogies
1: and parables and stories as possible because that's how people learn
0: yes um so yeah, yeah
1: what are you up to tell me I'm maternity leave is over yeah you're back into the hustle and bustle of the business world yeah well, you've been wearing a lot of suits lately which i've been confused by <laughs> just And rushing house. around the house <laughs> saying bye bye sell
0: yeah jack turns one on friday it's wednesday so two days our boy's going to be one our youngest and like i said i never really stopped working but now i am officially re-entering the workforce which i never knew how much i would love staying home with the kids and i want that to continue to be part of our lives in some capacity just as a for context we don't have childcare. it's me and mark kind of figuring things out he works full-time as a firefighter And then when he's off, we alternate days working on our own businesses. So he has a strong dad club. I have everything that healthy and happy comes along with. What I am really excited about is my new offer, which is healthy and happy mama. I took a page out of Mark's book and really felt called to work with moms during this season because... I think for so long I felt resistant to talking about motherhood because I don't like a lot of the motherhood content on Instagram.
1: You're like I just don't like moms in general. I just don't
0: like moms, no. But like A, it's the season I'm in and B, I feel like all of the content that's out there is either disempowering because it just com- it's talking about complaining about your partner, talking about how hard it is to be a mom, which like, yeah, sure you can find things to complain about. Life is about. hard, people. Yeah. Clue in. Well, and it's like, I think moms need more resources to become the healthiest, happiest version of themselves.
1: And to take ownership of where they're at. Exactly. And find joy in it. Dads too. Everyone.
0: Yeah. Take ownership. Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm derailing you. Continue. (laughs) Continue.
0: No, you're just interrupting me every 20 seconds oh. so if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time you know my mission with everyone I work with is to help them find food freedom and create a healthy relationship with food in their body now in the next couple of months that focus is going to be towards moms so I'm not saying I'm going to just be talking to mothers forever and ever but this is the current season I'm in and the current project project that I've chosen to take on so Essentially, it's going to be the Healthy and Happy Mama Project. It's not the project. It's the program. Mama. So what it is is I'm helping moms create food freedom. Why are you laughing?
1: (laughs) You're so angry right now why we've had to edit out me cutting in like four times and you're still doing it right now I'm
0: I'm just trying to tell them what the healthy and happy mama program is tell them
1: about the program I want to know okay
0: so I'm going to be helping moms create food freedom and build lean energized bodies in eight weeks without ever dieting again so it's kind of a spin on my eight week food freedom mentorship which was my flagship program for years and years Mm -hmm. I kind of retired that program for now and now it's grown and evolved into helping mothers specifically in the season. So, it's not to say I'll never just do food freedom mentorship again, but this is the the bigger better mama version of it.
1: Right. The flag, the old flagship has been put out to pasture, so to speak. And when you went back to that pasture, you noticed, wow, it's grown into a beautiful butterfly, something completely new. Yes, and it
0: flew away. And it
1: flew away. <laughs> 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 and landed. <laughs> and landed. <laughs> and, landed, <laughs> and, landed <laughs> and landed on a donut. And got stuck <laughs> in the custard. custard in the middle. <laughs> yeah, so And now, now we're launching our hybrid program, <laughs> Healthy, Happy Mama Dada. <laughs> Dada, Mama, Dada Club. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and man. It's just me. Anyways, that sounds really cool. I'm sure all the mamas out there are going to really dig it. The groovy mamas are going to dig it.
0: Oh my god! (laughs) If you are interested, it's a pilot program. So it is the first version or first iteration of this program I'm running. Mm -hmm. If you do want to get in, we're starting on January 1st. So if you want something set up for yourself on January 1st, come on in.
1: But you do know, ladies, you do know what they say. First is the worst. Second is the best. Third is the one. (laughs) <laughs> with the hairy chest so keep that in mind mamas.
0: <laughs> just uh, uh, but yeah uh, if you are interested in the program just dm me the word mama on instagram mama, mama. <laughs> uh, by julie Boer. i'll leave all the details in the show notes because mark's been talking over me the whole time so if any of that needs clarification i will explain it all to you via conversation in the dms
1: nice i love it that's amazing so many people are going to get a ton of value out of that. I think it's a great opportunity just because you are such an incredible coach and you've kind of come into the niche that suits you and your skill set and your knowledge base and uh, anyone who's part of that program is going to get a ton of value from it and really change their lives forever. So uh, whoever is interested in joining that, DM her mama, please. DM mama. my mama. Yes. Yes
0: who Lorraine my mama no
1: do not do that
0: (laughs) no DM me Julie the word mama thank you I was waiting for you to make a joke at the end of that
1: yeah so anyway uh what are we talking about today
0: okay today we're talking about the holidays how to stay healthy and happy (laughs) over the holidays but essentially we want to talk about how to physically and mentally feel your best over the next however many weeks there are in the year so I think a lot of people use the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas as a write off, but we want to talk about strategies so that you can go, you're prepared going into the holiday season. And if you do go quote unquote off the rails, which we're going to talk about why that's not or shouldn't be a thing, then you know how to correct. So to start off, we're going to talk first about identity, because if we don't talk about identity and how you see yourself, you're going to have a lot of trouble deciding what your actions will be between now, November 22nd, and January 1st. So I think what a lot of people tend to do is use this whole time of year as like, well, F it. I'm just going to go off the rails. Who cares? It's a couple of weeks. And today we want to talk about why that is not a good strategy and if that is the case for you and you find that happens every single year between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're kind of like balls to the wall, you have no plan, you have no structure, how to set up your life so that the way you eat all year round is the same, right? Like there shouldn't be this up and down, up and down. Oh, I had 17... Pies on thanksgiving tomorrow i'm gonna be good then i'm bad then i'm good then i'm good then i'm good like let's talk about why bad and good should not be used to identify you as a person or your food choices
1: yeah i think the the good and bad thing is it's particularly damaging because it can affect your entire mindset around training and nutrition and your lifestyle habits because a lot of people who i talk to and who i coach have this mindset of Good things like eating well, training, going to bed at the right time, looking after yourself mentally. Those things are not necessarily fun. Like those are hard, not enjoyable things to do. You have to eat gross foods. You have to work You're out.
0: Saying that's their perception. That's their that's perception. That's not the reality. That's
1: not the reality. Okay. Um, you have to work out in a way that you don't enjoy. You have to forego all the enjoyable things in your life. Whereas they see the bad things as things that. Are enjoyable and pleasurable and good foods that they're not allowed to eat and certain habits that they have that they're no longer allowed to do so as soon as there's that divide created and those labels put on things the bad things are inherently more attractive to do and the good things are less so like you don't want to do those things when in reality like the good things are things that are more fun and enjoyable like I enjoy eating the way I do. I enjoy training. I enjoy being physically active. I enjoy like the habits that I have. Whereas if I was to only indulge in quote unquote bad things in my life, my life would be a lot worse. So I think there's that perception of good and bad, and it taints a lot of people's understanding and idea of what it takes to get in shape and stay in shape for life.
0: Yeah. And I think that on a macro level, when the holidays come around, people are looking for any excuse to just unwind and relax. And so that's when those, ooh, naughty habits, like, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I shouldn't be having this cake. I shouldn't be having this pie. I shouldn't be having this and that, like these sweets. Oh, this isn't part of my diet. And so... It's almost like, ooh, like when you're young and your parents tell you not to sneak out of the house, what do you want to do? You want to sneak out of the house. If somebody tells you, ooh, you shouldn't eat that cake, what do you want to do? Eat that cake. I think when you shift your identity to become the type of person who does those quote unquote unenjoyable things year round, first of all, you have to change your perception and stop thinking they're unenjoyable. Like if you always think training or working out is unenjoyable, you're not going to want to do it if you think eating nourishing foods that fuel your body and make you feel really good is unenjoyable, you're not going to do it. And here's the thing. You might be right. Those things may be unenjoyable because in the past you've done them in a way that's not sustainable or enjoyable, but you got to figure this out for the long haul unless you want to be somebody who is constantly yo-yo dieting or yo-yo training. You have certain times of year where you're going hard and then certain times of year like the last eight weeks of the year, every single year, where you're like, I'm just relaxing. I do think we do have two competing parts of ourself. The part that wants discipline and craves discipline and the part that craves freedom and relaxation, and that's not something you should work against. There's a quote that we both love by Jocko Willink that says, discipline equals freedom. So when you can discipline yourself to do the things that you might not find the most fun, such as waking up when your alarm goes off in the morning, that ultimately is going to give you more freedom both physically and mentally than you snoozing your alarm.
1: Yeah, because there are a lot of really good tools and actions that you can take to achieve a desired outcome like losing weight, let's say. But if those tools and actions are not part of who you are and they're not enjoyable and they're not sustainable, then you reaching that goal is kind of meaningless because at the first sign of, your schedule getting tighter or the holidays coming around or the kids getting sick or whatever it may be and you get knocked off course uh, or you just kind of become complacent after reaching your goal you're going to stop utilizing those tools and actions and you're going to end up where you started from or potentially even worse so you need to go beyond just utilizing tools like a diet or whatever it may be to get where get to where you want to be you have to embody identity of a person who eats in a certain way who works out in a certain way who values certain things and once you can get to that level of embodying and identifying as a person who does those things that's when you're going to get long-term results it's like using let's say running to get a certain goal like run a certain time or lose a certain amount of weight Um, But as soon as you get to that goal, you'll probably become complacent or you'll just feel like that's not really who you are. It hasn't been enjoyable. But if you can start seeing yourself instead as a runner, as someone who runs frequently and that's part of who you are, then that's going to be something that you can continue to do long term. So it's more so what we're talking about is not necessarily just utilizing tools to get a certain outcome. It's like becoming a certain type of person who does certain things. And the outcomes kind of come along with that.
0: Yeah, there's something in the book I'm reading, uh, Forever Strong by Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, which I want to do kind of a whole thing about because I love it so much. But she talks about setting standards instead of goals. So if you are the type of person who has high standards for yourself in terms of the way you train and perform, in terms of the way you eat year round, in terms of the quality of sleep you get, in terms of your mental resilience when you're faced with challenges like your kid's getting sick or something inevitably coming up, or a set of standards that you use to navigate through every holiday season so that you're not constantly going on this yo-yo dieting pitfall situation... I think that's the most important thing you can do is what are the standards that you're setting for yourself year round.
1: Right, because when you have those standards year round then the holidays don't really matter.
0: Yeah, they're just another like literally I I know we're in Canada so it's not really technically our Thanksgiving right now, but I would eat the same on Thanksgiving that I do any other day of the year with the I mean there's more delicious food <laughs> there obviously, so I might eat a little more, I might eat a little less, but that's just the nature of how life is for us.
1: Right. And realistically, how many days are you gorging yourself? 10 meals out of the year is going to derail you and cause you to gain weight and not allow you to achieve your goals and do all these things because you had 10 bad meals in a month period. Does that make any sense?
0: No, I think that's the first That's the first level that you want to look at it. But also I would prompt people to explore why they are gorging themselves. Why do you feel like you need to gorge yourself on a holiday? I understand Thanksgiving inherently is gluttonous.
1: uh, 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 Hold on here. (laughs) Here's the reason why. The reason why. So the reason why people feel like they need to gorge themselves when they have this food around them is because in their mind, they're thinking, okay, this is my my last chance. I'm going to gorge. like I'm going to eat all this Yeah, it's called the
0: last supper mentality. The last
1: supper mentality because after this, I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. quote unquote i'm gonna be good and i'm gonna stop eating all these foods i like and come january first i'm gonna starve myself and i'm gonna get up early and do a workout program i dislike and i'm just gonna be irritable and crabby but i'm gonna be thin gosh darn it mm-hmm. so this last this is my last hurrah i gotta get as much out of this as i can
0: but okay pause because pause. how many times have you said that every single year you know what i mean Me? no 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 not you this is a posing a question to the people yeah. listening. If that's the habit or the mindset that you're in. Yeah. Oh, this is the last time. How many times have you said this is the last time I'm going to do this?
1: Holidays come around every year.
0: Every and beyond holidays, too. If you have that mindset on Thanksgiving, it's a lot easier to have that mindset. I'm on vacation. On vacation or like. I'm on
1: a cruise. Got to gorge myself.
0: Or on a sun or a Saturday when you're out with your friends having pizza. Oh, I shouldn't be having this pizza.
1: Super Bowl Sunday.
0: No, just like any weekend, any day.
1: That's what I'm saying, like weekends, Super Bowls, parties. The people who I coach who who struggle the most constantly have those events coming up. Football's on Sunday, so I have to, like, I got to eat this way. I have to drink or like, oh, then it was a birthday. Then we're going on vacation. Then we're doing this, but... That's life. That's life. And the people who I coach who are really successful go on vacation. They go to like events on the weekend and they do all the same things, but they just have different standards for themselves within those events that allow them to stay on track. So when I go on vacation, haven't been on vacation in a while, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when was that? but when we, when we go on vacation, usually I have more time to be active because I'm not working mm-hmm. so I can go to the gym. I can, we can walk more, we can eat good food. We have more time to prepare food can go out and eat healthy foods like it's easier on vacation to stay on track with your fitness goals but people use those events as excuses and reasons why they need to have their last hurrah but like like we were saying if you have standards for yourself and a fitness routine that you enjoy and you see eating in a way that you view it as fueling yourself and eating to make yourself feel a certain way then all these events like Birthday parties, holidays, vacations are all opportunities to just kind of live up to your standards. They're not necessarily roadblocks that need to be navigated and things that are going to throw you off course and prevent you from getting to your goals.
0: Yeah. And here's the God honest truth. Okay. You ready for it? Until you start to see those things as enjoyable, until you start to see training, exercising, working out, whatever you want to call it. I prefer training because you actually, training means you have a goal associated with it until you start to enjoy the way you're eating, it's always going to feel like a chore and you are always going to look for a reason to not do it. We look for reasons to train on vacation. We, like last time we were in Ohio to see my family, I looked up gyms and I was like, oh, where should I go? Oh, I'll try an orange theory class because that's just who I am. Like I like working out. It hasn't always been like that. And I've also gone to the other end of the spectrum where it'd be like, oh, I ate so much last night. I need to go to Orange Theory in the morning to burn it off. But no, now it's genuinely part of who I am is somebody who trains. I like to train. I like to move my body because it makes me feel good. Especially as a mom, I need to create as much energy as I can. And training helps me
1: to do that. And it it makes us less annoying. Like you feel better Mm -hmm. after you train. So if you can find a way of training that you enjoy... And is accessible and easy for you to do uh, to get started with, then you are going to start noticing the benefits of it more quickly. And the benefits of training, eventually, are not weight loss. Like I, like once you reach a certain weight, that goal is going to be gone. Right. Well,
0: and I think you know. Now we could go into millions of different directions here, but I think it is important to have performance-based goals as yeah. opposed to just weight loss and also, goals.
1: You'll just recognize that it makes you feel better.
0: It makes you feel better. So moral of the story, when we're talking about shifting your identity is that you want to eat and train in a way that supports how you want to feel. Do you want to feel like an energized, healthy, happy person? Okay. Well, energized, healthy, happy people have the identity of people who train consistently all year round, people who eat well all year round, people who know how to indulge without going bananas and balls to the wall (laughs) on holidays or any other day of the week all year round. Those are the traits of somebody who has the identity of a healthy and happy person both physically and mentally so until you shift your identity to start identifying as the type of person who do who does those things all year round it's going to be very difficult for you
1: very difficult
0: so how if somebody's like okay that sounds cool let me just change my identity how would they do that you got any quick tips? It's a it's a process, but do you have any quick tips for the people? Yeah,
1: so in terms of training, I think that frequency is a really big thing. So if you can find something that you do very frequently, that's a good way to change your identity because you are constantly doing that thing. It's hard when you're training, let's say three times a week and you're a parent. So on one of those days, something comes up, then all of a sudden you're training two times a week. Then the next week, everyone's six, you train zero times. So if you can find something that you can do no matter what, um, in terms of training, then that's something that will really help you to start identifying as the per- type of person who does that particular style of training. So if you are uh, if you like running, uh, running every day, even if it's for five, 10 minutes a day, is a great way to develop an identity as someone who does a certain thing. Uh, I would say that would be the best thing. And finding something that you enjoy, Like once you find something you enjoy and you start reaping the downstream benefits of doing that thing, like the mental health benefits, the physical benefits, uh, the mood benefits, then it becomes really easy to just get into the cycle of wanting to do that thing. And then once you get in that cycle of wanting to do the thing more often, then you're going to start identifying with that more because it's giving you something. It's giving you something back. And then once it starts giving you something back enough, then you and the thing giving you something back become one. A donut. Huh? A donut. A donut. But yeah, you really become like you become that thing and you're so thankful and grateful to that thing for giving you so much that you start identifying with that thing Mm -hmm. and you realize that it's you doing the thing and you are one. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. It's all a symbiotic relationship. So if you can, instead of like hammering your head into a wall and being like, oh, I got to get up at 5 a.m. and like do this brutal workout that I hate, like you're in an adversarial relationship with the thing that you're trying to use to get you to a certain goal. And that's a really tough place to be in for the rest of your life, as opposed to being in a symbiotic relationship with something that is giving you a gift every single time you do it and therefore you're just incentivized to continue doing that thing because it's giving you something every time it's giving you a little treat right every time a little donut a little donut and you like it and it makes you feel good and your family is like wow like you are acting nicer today because you worked out and you get positive reinforcement wherever you look from doing this thing and you realize like oh wow this is fun like this is who i am and that's the place you need to get to not like grinding every day to get this thing done that i hate doing because like there is a time and place for doing difficult challenging things without within your training but when you're first starting like that's generally not the best place to start
0: that's going to the pain cave <laughs> right like
1: yeah. like even in my training now like most of my training is enjoyable and then some of my training is really hard and unenjoyable um so you have but even
0: a, that's like kind of enjoyable yeah is it not? but i like you, you get what to what a mean? point
1: where you like doing that yeah like right? you're
0: like oh, like my quads are burning right now i don't know it's that, i kind of yeah. like that part cause it's enjoyable because you feel that's the time you feel like it's actually making a difference when yeah. like you want to stop doing the reps but you keep doing them anyway yeah and that's the thing like are we only going to show up to our lives to do enjoyable things no no but like okay for example you don't enjoy your job all the time but you show up because you get a reward which is a paycheck.
1: Right. But also like the reason I do things when I don't want to do them is because I know afterwards I will feel better. I will uh, be less annoying. Like it will Mm -hmm. give me something. So (laughs) even though I don't want to train some days, I still do it. Exactly. Because I know I'm going to get something good from it.
0: Yes. And I think in terms of embodying that new identity, you first have to identify what that ideal, perfect situation would be like, oh, I am the type of person who trains frequently, as you say, or I'm the type of person who eats in a very balanced way year round. I have a really healthy relationship with food because then on a daily basis, you can ask yourself the questions, what does the type of person who has a healthy relationship with food, what kind of choice would she make for this meal? What kind of choice would she make on Thanksgiving? What kind of choice would she make in terms of training if i'm the type of person who trains year round okay i'll probably train on thanksgiving not because i'm trying to burn some calories or sweat before the turkey (laughs) or the stuffing it's just like that's just what i do and then i'll wake up and i'll do it again tomorrow not to burn it off but just because that's who i am and that's what i like to do and i'm gonna feel good as a result of doing that so ask yourself the right questions maybe first decide, I don't want a yo-yo diet anymore. I don't want to uh, be inconsistent with my training. I don't want to blah, 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 because then you can pull what you do want. I do want to have a healthy relationship with food. I do want to enjoy my training. And then from that place of that identity shift, you can start to embody that by asking yourself the right questions. How would this person train today? How would this person eat today? how would this person treat thanksgiving or christmas or any other holiday how would this person treat super bowl sunday or whatever you said football sundays i don't know i don't i don't do the sports um yeah does that make sense it does make sense makes Great. a lot of sense wonderful okay yeah. so that's the identity piece <laughs> really just uh becoming who you want to be year round and working on that as a human being all year but Let's say somebody really wants some tangible tips for the holidays specifically. What can we give them?
1: I would say one of the best ones is allow yourself to indulge in snacks and desserts that you really, really like. I think that's one that you told me where you can allow yourself to have like a really high quality, good dessert that you love and not feel guilty about it while Mm -hmm. avoiding all like the crappy little Christmas Mm. cookies and like things that are just not good like store bought costco garbage. Yeah. So just like not. Unless you allow- really like those. Yeah, like if that's your your jam then have a couple of those, but if you allow yourself to really enjoy a, an amazing dessert that you love, then I think that's a good strategy. And that's something that I've tried to employ. Like I like a lot of different desserts, so I'll allow myself to have a lot of different desserts, but I at this point now I don't really graze and gorge myself on things that i don't really like but they're just there so i grab them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. does that make sense
0: Yeah, totally. And I think that's a good goal for somebody who wants to stay like consistent or lean or, you know, has a health related goal. If you don't have health related goals or anything, like just do whatever you want and don't feel guilty about it. Move on, whatever. But I think if you are listening to this podcast, you probably are a health centered and health focused person. And so there are strategies that you can implement like that. Like, don't just stand next to the grazing table where all the you know chips and all the things that come out before the dinner is even started are because you could essentially eat like four full meals by the time you have like your grazing section, then your turkey section, then your seconds, then your desserts. Just pick what you really like. Kind of, I always used to teach people scan the environment and see what is the most worth indulging in. Not that you can't have the other stuff, but There's nothing worse than just eating, I don't know, those Costco cookies with like the little snowmen on it that are sugar cookies. Those are okay. But I want like the pie that only comes around once a year. Your mom's stuffing. I want your mom's stuffing. Give me all of it. You know what I mean? And just like copious amounts of stuffing. So I think byproduct of just learning the GPF lifestyle, which if you listen to this podcast, you know what that is. uh, And the plus one strategy, it's essentially just like eat real food. That's across the board, whether that real food, yes, of course, is like turkey, Brussels sprouts, potatoes, whatever. But also real food is like eat the most delicious, decadent version of what you actually want to eat as opposed to always opting for the diet version. So this is beyond Thanksgiving, but I see people all the time be like, oh, I would love ice cream tonight. And then it's like, no, I can't do it. So then one day goes by they're able to white knuckle it and willpower through that day but then the next day comes around oh I still want ice cream okay I'm gonna have a rice cake with peanut butter instead I just like need a little something then they end up eating the rice cake with peanut butter that doesn't satisfy them then they eat halo top ice cream diet ice cream that doesn't satisfy them then they go back oh I just need some pretzels I need a little a little salty now that doesn't satisfy them then they finally eat the ice cream that they actually wanted it's like you could have just eaten the ice cream And you would have felt a lot more satisfied with a regular portion size. Eat the real freaking thing. I will like, that will be the thing that I hang my hat on for the rest of my life. Like just eat whatever you are craving, but like the most decadent, delicious version of it, which goes against what diet culture says. That's why there's millions of diet ice creams out there because like people want volume, you know, they're like, if I'm going to eat this ice cream, well, at least I can eat a whole pint of Halo Top. But it's like, how, how satisfied are you after eating? A pint of ice cream that tastes like shaved ice that you don't even like. You're not. You're not. Yeah. So that applies to Thanksgiving as well. Scan the environment. See what's like the best. You probably already know. You don't even have to look around. You know your Aunt Susie comes and she brings her pumpkin pie that's like out of this world that you only get on Thanksgiving. Eat it. Enjoy it. And please, for the love of God, do not feel one ounce of guilt about something like that.
1: Yeah. So that's a a great nutrition tip. What about uh, for training? Like what if you're traveling, you're visiting the in-laws, whatever, you don't want to impose on family time with your training, what should you do?
0: I would say get people involved. Like one of the things that your parents have always done is like a thousand steps after dinner. So you could be the person that implements that. Like, hey guys, I mean, Thanksgiving's really hard because people are watching football and doing whatever. There has to be a pocket of time where you can spend... 45 minutes going for a walk with let's say your cousin or your sister or your friend or whoever where it's like you're spending quality family time probably more so than just like sitting there eating chips with them you're actually when you exercise next to somebody or you're training with them or you go on a walk with them you're probably having deeper conversations I guess maybe not if you're drinking I don't know those are pretty deep conversations too but at least you'll remember the one (laughs) when you're training so I would say find a way to get people involved um If it was me, if I was, like, out of town and we were visiting your family, I would wake up early and train before people are awake just because then there's no question of, like, "Ah, I don't want to cut into family time. I don't want to seem rude. Like, oh, or I don't want to be that girl.
1: (laughs) Basically, what you're saying is figure it out.
0: There's solutions. Like,
1: tough love here. Figure it out. Yeah, be resourceful. Be resourceful. I tell people this all the time. Like, be resourceful. Use your initiative. So, be resourceful in terms of, like, looking for an opportunity to do something And then use your initiative in terms of do the thing. So what I don't know your schedule on holidays. I don't know what the people are like you're hanging out with. I don't know what you're, I don't really know anything for the most part. You know best taking what you know about trying to find time within your schedule and what your schedule looks like, find a time. And then even if you only have 10 minutes, what can you do in those 10 minutes? Take initiative and do the thing. Um, that's why it's important to be really adaptable. And if your normal schedule says you work out for an hour, but then you're looking at your schedule over the holidays and you're like, I only have 30 minutes and I won't be able to go to the gym. Like look up some at home workouts to do and do those. Right. Like be resourceful. You're a (laughs) grown-up. Yeah. (laughs) Not to like, I don't want to be rude or condescending, (laughs) but it's like, oftentimes we like talk ourselves out of doing things because we're like oh I can't do my normal thing and it's like if you're identifying as someone who's resourceful and who takes initiative would you be able to find time Mm -hmm. like if I gave you a million dollars this holiday season would you be able to find time even if it's five minutes to do something every day yep and I guarantee the answer is yes
0: Yeah. And when all else fails, I guess identity, you should identify as that person. Think about what you would tell your child. If your child came to you, let's say they're training for sports or something and like their coach said, okay, you guys are going to be off training for two weeks, but you need to find a way to exercise every day for at least 10 minutes. Told your kid that. And then they came to you and said, hey, dad, hey, mom, coach so-and-so said, I need to train for 10 minutes. What should I do? You'd be like, oh, come on, let's go to the computer. We're going to look up a workout. Okay, we'll do these ones with like air squats and da-da-da. Do you want me to do it with you? or Google it, bro. Google it, bro. You would find a solution for your child. You are so resourceful when it comes to finding solutions for your child. You would never talk to your child the way you talk to yourself. You would never let your child off the hook the way you let yourself off the hook. If you ever heard your child saying, oh, I can't do this. I can't train because I only have 10 minutes. We're not telling you that your seven-year-old should be on a strict workout schedule. The principle we're trying to say here is like, you would help your child find a solution to their problem. So as an adult, you should be able to do the same thing for yourself.
1: And if you can't, then it's really valuable to have someone you can collaborate with and figure out a solution together. So reaching out to like coach, reaching out to someone, asking a friend, like this is not putting all the responsibility on you. It it kind of is, because once again, you're taking responsibility and saying like, I kind of still don't know what to do. Like I'm listening to Mark and I only have 10 minutes to train, but I don't really know what to do in that time. And I couldn't find anything on Google. So I'm going to reach out to someone and ask for help. Like that's you taking responsibility. So that's what my whole point is here is like empower yourself to make those decisions and to solve your problems because you have the power, you have the knowledge, you have the, the sense of initiative to do these things. You just need to give yourself permission to do so and not hold yourself back.
0: Amen. Yeah, and I think what we'll leave you with today is the opportunity to look at the next couple of weeks of the year, the last few weeks of the year, as your opportunity to get a head start heading into January. If every single year, January 1st, when you set your New Year's resolutions, you feel like you're starting from ground zero, you felt like you've taken 10 steps backwards over the holidays, this is your opportunity this year to choose differently for yourself. We still have six weeks left in the year that's a lot of time. So on one hand, yeah, like you you could call these six weeks a wash. It probably wouldn't matter that much. Or you could look at it as how can I not be perfect, not strive for like the most ideal schedule and all this stuff, but like, how can I learn how to be resourceful and adaptable and actually start to implement some changes before January rolls around this year?
1: Right. So if you can look at the holiday season, like Julie's saying, as a kicking off point, For your health and fitness goals as opposed to the excuse portion of the year where you're like, well, I was doing pretty good and then Christmas rolled around. You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, I was doing good and then I fell off a little bit. So I'll start again January 1st. If you can avoid that and instead use this time just to start implementing some small changes, um, then by the time next year rolls around and the holidays come again, you're going to be in a, a... almost unrecognizable place in terms of your health and your fitness because the holidays come around every year so if you're constantly every single year using those as an excuse as to why you haven't reached your health and fitness goals then like that's not a place you want to be so don't wait until january 1st start now and even if you do wait till january 1st start then but the whole point is you want to start and you want to learn how to navigate this portion of the year Because this portion of the year happens every year. And there's different events throughout the year that happen every year. Birthdays, vacations, holidays, sicknesses, etc. You need to learn how to adapt and overcome in those situations. And if you don't, you're going to fail. And if you do, then you're going to be extremely successful.
0: Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like January 1st, I'm really going to hit the ground running. However, I do think that some progress should be made between now and January 1st. So that way you feel like you're already creating momentum. That way, when January 1st comes around, like Mark is saying, you can kind of just hit the ground running and you feel like you've already got a little bit of a head start. You've prepared a little bit. You've come up with a plan. And like I said, if, they're, if you don't have a plan or like Mark said, find a coach, find somebody who has a plan that sounds like something that you would need for to help you reach this potential that we're talking about. So we can only go into so much detail on a podcast. If you do want to work with either Mark or myself, we have spots open. We are happy to help you. Mine actually does start on January 1st. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Awkward. Awkward. But I am enrolling people before that. So there's only 10 spots. 10 spots for this pilot program, the Healthy and Happy Mama program. If you are a woman... A mom who wants to create food freedom and build a lean, energized body in eight weeks without ever dieting again. Hit me up in December. We'll have a conversation. See if it's a good fit.
1: <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Hit her up, mamas. Groovy mamas.
0: And is there any opportunity to work with you in the next couple of months?
1: For moms?
0: Not, Doug. Uh, the moms are mine. Thank okay. you. Okay.
1: Yeah, no moms allowed. Yeah, so we're uh, we're kind of rolling. We're doing rolling, er- rolling enrollment. Um, but yeah, if you, you do want to sign up with me, we're doing rolling enrollment so you can enroll at any time there is, but there's extreme urgency. Sign up now or forever hold your peace. You will never get in the program. Um, but yeah, hit me up, shoot me a DM, send me an email and, uh, we can hop on a call and figure out if you would be a good fit for the program based on what your goals are and where you're starting from. And I would love to have you in the Strong Dad Project because the results the guys are getting right now are phenomenal. I'm kind of sharing them regularly, um, so yeah, check out my Instagram and you will probably get a sneak peek into the project, uh, the donut hole filled with custard, so to speak. <laughs> and yeah, dip your finger in. you might like Ugh. the uh, <laughs> you <laughs> like might like the taste and texture. Oh my God on that
0: note we should say goodbye bye-bye bye-bye mamas
1: bye mamas you're doing so good mama
0: great job mama we will see you stay strong mama in the new year bye dadas thank you guys so much for listening to that episode with mark it's always fun having mark on the healthy and happy podcast i know you guys love when he's on because he has some of the highest downloaded podcast episodes He's a weirdo just like me so it's good that you get to see both of us being weird together although he's a little borderline like too weird. you know how there's like good weird but then there's like weird weird <laughs> Mark Mark sometimes is very thinly on the edge of that one. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please tag us on your stories when you listen. by Julie Boer is my Instagram name and his is at the Strong Dad Club let us know what your biggest takeaway was and how you'll be implementing one or any of these tips that you heard in today's episode. And if you are a mom who wants to create that food freedom we were talking about in this episode and build a lean, energized body in the eight weeks that we're doing the Healthy and Happy Mama program, and PS, you don't ever have to diet again, which is the best part, send me a DM and we can have a conversation about whether or not it's a good fit for you. We start on January 1st, like I said, but enrollment is first come, first serve. So once it fills up to 10, we are done So Thank you guys again so much for listening. Go be resourceful, go change your identity, go do one of the tips you learned in this podcast, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.